All right, welcome to Kahuna and the Wasp. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you to Steel Pixel Studios. Today, we're going to discuss the New York Jets, the Philadelphia Eagles, and some fantasy football. I want to welcome my co-host, the Kahuna. Hey, how you doing, Wasp? Hey, have you noticed how many COVID issues we've been seeing, especially lately? This whole fiasco with Rogers, Lazard, and now the team fined like three hundred some thousand dollars because of you know uh, not following the, the NFL protocols exactly. And then this week we got more uh, COVID situation. So I tell you what, everybody out there, pay attention. You know, wear a mask if it's appropriate, and just be careful because it's really out there. Great, thank you, Gona. Uh, also, this week uh, we have a special guest, Dominic Minocchio. We're looking forward to hearing his thoughts on the New York Jets, and uh, he had a three in a week, a couple weeks back. So we welcome him back here. All right, let's talk about our Philadelphia Eagles. Three and six, they lost to the L.A. Chargers, 27-24. Kahuna, let's break it down. You know, I really thought this was a game they had a shot at. I mean, I know I predict, uh, predict them to lose last week, but they could have been in it. And you know what? It wasn't a terrible loss. It was an entertaining game for the most part. But I got a few just basic takeaways. Number one, you know, Hurts, again, missed an open Goddard, you know, on a drive. Could have been an early touchdown. It's just his accuracy downfield isn't that good. Secondly, the run game, it was fantastic, but it became a little predictable to me. And I was kind of a little confused as to why they just were pushing uh, Howard, Howard. I didn't see too much Scott out there. Again, not mixing Gainwell in early. I just don't know. And three, defense. It reverted back to their old style of, you know, setting back, not pressing. And maybe, you know, the takeaway that the, the big game in Detroit was just because Detroit's that bad and they didn't have to really, you know, worry about the threat. I don't know. But watching them sit back and give all that room to the, uh, you know, the Charger receivers, I don't think was a good idea. At the end of the day, I think the Eagles play pretty good D, only giving up 27 points to the Chargers. Chargers can easily score over 35 points per week. Um, but Jalen Hurts was 11 for 17. He didn't have too many throwing attempts, 162 yards and a touchdown. Uh, like you said, Jordan Howard led the way, 17 attempts, 71 yards and a touchdown. And on the receiver side, it's good to see Devontae Smith having a big week, five receptions, 116 yards and a touchdown. You know, Devontae Smith, yeah. He's good. He's a dynamic player. He tends to get open. But what I see is a lot of his plays are downfield. And, you know, Hurts just can't hit him. You know, he's a little erratic on the long throws. I think if the Eagles want to take care of Hurts and move the ball more effectively, they're going to have to start shortening up the field. Every now and then you got to go ahead and, you know, take that deep shot. But for the most part, use your tight end more. What did Goddard see? Three, three passes? Uh, they got to figure out how to get Hurts involved in the game while keeping the running game sound. Yeah, it would have been a big win for the Eagles. Uh, you know, they lost to the 5-3 and three Chargers now. Justin Herbert had a huge game, 32 for 38, 356 yards, two touchdowns, and I believe he had a rushing touchdown to add in. Uh, Eagles D, I thought, kept Austin Eckler quiet, 17 attempts, 59 yards. And then on the other side, Keenan Allen, 12 receptions, 104 yards. They really did a great job. Slay with Williams only kept them to two catches, 56 yards, no touchdowns. I thought that was impressive. And I mean, Williams was hurt. You know, it's not all Slay. Did Slay do a pretty good job? Yeah. Uh, and the run D is really starting to step up. So I do like that about the Eagles. They need to keep that up. Um, but they were giving Keenan a little extra room, uh, Parnum, that new tight end. 
Boy, I tell you what, he was uh, 6'8". He was making some big plays in the end zone. Yeah, he sure was. So let's talk about what's up next for the Eagles. They're playing the 3-6 and six Denver Broncos. The line's currently at Denver, minus 2.5, under over 45. Kahuna, what do you think about Denver Broncos? Teddy Bridgewater, Cortland Sutton, Melvin Gordon out of the backfield. You know, I didn't think much of Denver uh, this whole season. Now, they had a great start, but you look back, it's look who they played, right? They played some weak teams. Um, ever since then, they've been trying to lean on their run, doing a nice job with Gordon and Williams. Um, they've been in and out using their receivers. Judy's been hurt. Now he's back. Sutland was having a couple of really good games. Um, but I, I just weren't thinking much of them until last week, the game against Dallas. I mean, they stepped up out of nowhere. The I mean, D steps up. They lose Von Miller, and a couple guys step in there, and maybe, you know, who knows what the motivating factor is there. You lose a superstar. Guys come together and make a big defensive stand, but it was a great win for the Broncos against the Cowboys. Well, I tell you what, what a great template, right, for Denver. Uh, they ought to just stand on their defense, and they ought to play some aggressive defense and really mess Hurts up because he's, he's having a hard time watching his uh, the coverage out there. Some real Rex Ryan football defense run and have uh, Revis on the outside. So who do you think wins this game? You know what? I think it's going to be competitive uh, all game long, but I think uh, you're going to be in Denver. I think uh, Denver's defense is going to be just a little bit too much. I think that Denver's going to try to, uh, you know, ram you with their RBs. And they're not too bad against the run. So, you know, I'm kind of looking for Denver to pull this thing out maybe 24-20, unfortunately. Yeah, I think the Eagles have a chance. Denver, you said home, lines minus two and a half. I think that says the Eagles have a chance to win. So uh, I expect a big game out of Jalen Hurts. I think it's his time to have a three-touchdown week, maybe run one in. So I'm going to say go Eagles this week. Fantasy football. All right, let's talk a little fantasy football. Let's start in the wide receiver position. First receiver, Justin Jefferson out of Minnesota. Last week, three receptions, 69 yards and a touchdown, 17 fantasy points. This week, playing at the LA Chargers, projected 17 points. Now, he's the number 44 overall player. I look at Jefferson, I say, man, he should have been an Eagle. The Eagles drafted Quez Watkins, decided Jefferson wasn't their guy. I think every week they see him catching a touchdown or going over the top, they kind of regret not having him. Not to say Quez Watkins isn't a great player or he's doing great things for the Eagles. It's just Jefferson seems to be in a different echelon uh, of receiver, almost like a Jamar Chase to an extent. Well, look, we're talking about uh, why we don't have Jefferson. We talk about how come we don't have Metcalf. Those are big questions, and uh, you know, the organization's got to live with that. Uh, Jefferson, you know, I like him. Uh, he's a big guy, good speed. He gets open down uh, deep. Um, but somehow Cousins doesn't use him, in my mind, as much as necessary. He kind of tends to lean on Thielen for possession throws, stuff over the middle. Um, I just think Cousins, and with all the issues Minnesota's having, they need to try to figure out ways to get him more involved. Um, having said that, I'm probably looking he's maybe good for uh, 575 and a touchdown this week against the Chargers. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, next, we got Debo Samuel out of San Francisco. He had nine targets, five re- receptions, 63 receiving yards, no touchdowns, only 12 fantasy points. Uh, but he's the number 14 overall fantasy player this year playing the L.A. Rams this week, 18 projected. Uh, I think having George Kittle back in the mix really helps him. Um, and now who's going to cover him is Jalen Ramsey, uh, one of the best corners in the game going to be on Debo the whole game or is he going to mix it up so I think depending on how LA puts their coverage out on San Francisco could make a difference on how Debo does even though he does have uh, I don't know he's maybe third in the league in receiving yards so oh, yeah. he's putting yards up regardless on who he's playing against oh yeah he was out there making plays when nobody else was healthy so that was really helping him out I mean nobody was trusting Ayuk now he came back last week had a touchdown he's back Kittle's back 
running backs are getting healthier. So I don't think he's the center of the offense as much as uh, he was. Uh, so I don't think he's going to be getting all that much run, but he's still a great dynamic wide receiver. My big question is, what's going on with the quarterback situation out there? You know, And what's going on with the team? They just got embarrassed by a second-string quarterback, no Hopkins, uh, lost the running back in Arizona. San Fran's identity, their defense, what's really going on? Um, well, you know, I think the L.A. Rams, they just proved that they're not a shutdown defense. They're going to give up some uh, some passes. I'm looking for Debo, what, six, 70 yards, but no touchdowns. Well, it's hard to run the ball in the Rams, so I think uh, San Fran's going to be forced to throw the ball a little bit more. So with that said, I think George Kittle has a big day for sure, but also Debo Samuel can have a good game. I think we'll at least one touchdown for him. Yeah, I like Kittle. And finally, we got out of Buffalo, Stephon Diggs at the New York Jets this weekend. He had six targets, 85 yards, no touchdowns, 14 fantasy points. He's the number 54 player overall fantasy-wise, but he's coming into MetLife this weekend. His brother also, Trayvon Diggs, he's the cornerback for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sure you've heard of him. He's playing great. Seven interceptions this year, NFL's league leader, playing well. I guess they were both receivers. He converted, but let's talk about Stephon Diggs and everything he's doing for Buffalo this year. Yeah, what happened to Buffalo last weekend? Miami. Everyone thought they were going to light him up out there, and nothing happened. I mean, Allen, uh, two picks at least, a fumble, just wasn't making his passes. Uh, Diggs still got work, right? 685. Um, this week, the Jets, I don't even think they're quite up to the Miami standard as far as the defense is concerned. I think the Jets are probably just a hair below. Look what happened to Indianapolis. Might be a little weather this weekend, too. Not an easy place to throw the ball at MetLife Stadium. I agree with that. Um, so, And I think Allen's just going to be mad. I think the whole team is going to be mad, very embarrassed about what happened in Miami. I see them coming to MetLife and putting on a little bit of a show. Um, you know they're going to try to run. Unfortunately, they don't have uh, Moss, potentially, so it's going to be Singletary. But Allen, let's not forget him. And uh, I don't know. I- I'm looking at Diggs maybe, what, 575 and a touchdown? Yeah, I uh, think that's okay. I would uh, say hopefully no touchdowns for the Jets, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> so let's go to fantasy running backs. Uh, let's start with Nick Chubb out of Cleveland. He had a monster week, 14 rushes, 137 yards, two touchdowns, had 26 receiving yards as well, 31 fantasy points. Now, he was supposed to be playing at New England this week. He's the number 58 overall player, but now he's possibly out with you know COVID-19. Yeah, I mean, he tested positive, so, um, and they said he's vaccinated, which is true, unlike Rodgers, I take it. And uh, so he could be back. We don't know. Um, I guess uh, their backup, uh, Felton, also has tested positive. So you're probably looking at this could be a big uh, Dearness Johnson kind of a day. And he had a monster week, I think, what, two, three weeks ago when he did fill in. It was at least 100 receive, uh, r- rushing yards. Yeah, absolutely. He was just a monster. And um, so I think really whoever uh, plays, whether it's Chubb or Johnson, they're probably looking at, you know, 15 touches, 115 yards, at least a touchdown. Because, you know, New England, are they pretty good? Yeah. But are they a shutdown uh, run D? No. Uh, but Belichick's going to do everything everything he can to kind of, you know, close the loop and uh, get that under control. All right. So next we got James Conner out of Arizona. 21 rushes, 96 yards, two touchdowns, plus 77 receiving yards and a touchdown. I think he was the big fantasy winner of the weekend, 40 fantasy points, playing the Carolina Panthers this week, only 12 projected. But now he's 46 overall in fantasy points. He's the Pitt alum, I believe. He returned uh, battling cancer back in the college days. Uh, I think he had leukemia or something. Yep, ex-Pittsburgh Steelers. Love his story, love his work ethic, and uh, the fact that he was able to come back from what he did. I'm always going to be a huge 
huge fan of James Conner, no matter where he plays. Yeah, I love him. I love him when he was in Pittsburgh and when he went to Arizona, I was kind of uh, cool with him being there. I thought he would do well. I didn't realize he was going to become just a touchdown vulture, right? Uh, and he was killing my guy Edmonds. But Edmonds goes out last week, we all know, and a couple of uh, run plays and boom, perhaps a high ankle sprain, maybe out three, four weeks. So Connors became an every down back and he just lit it up. I mean, forget the touchdown vulture. He just, he's the league winner. Yeah, I mean, just imagine if he would have been getting some carries in the beginning of the year. You know, he could have been right now a top 10 fantasy player with the points he's been putting up recently. Absolutely, absolutely. And especially, you know, the confluence of other factors that uh, Murray's been hurt, not running a ball like he used to right in the red zone. So, uh, you know, he's... He's going to at least get 15 touches, maybe more 75 yards and a touchdown. But right now, if you got him on your team, he's a league winner. Yeah, I like that assumption. Uh, finally, Alvin Kamara, New Orleans. He had 13 rushes, 50 rush yards and a touchdown. But he also gets seven targets almost per game, 54 receiving yards out of the backfield, 21 points. Uh, playing at Tennessee, you said there could be some possible injury updates on this, but he's the number 21 overall fantasy player. He's a superstar Tennessee alum, and I call him basically the V8 engine of the Saints right now. Without Drew Brees, he's the one getting that team going from, you know, the 20s to 20 and then throw it to the end zone. Absolutely. And, you know, last week the big talk was he was going to be RB1 for the week. Uh, he was going to control that game himself, you know, maybe run in uh, one, uh, receive a reception touchdown. And he just didn't do all that much last week. And you think, well, why did they bank this big trade for Ingram? Well, maybe uh, New Orleans knows something that they're not talking about, that Kamara is just not right. And now I heard this week uh, New Orleans is trying out a few old heads uh, to see if they can get some more running back support. So keep, keep an eye on this. It looks like Kamara is a potential issue moving forward, at least for a few weeks. Yeah, that would be big news for the Saints. Already Jameis Winston with the big injury, Drew Brees retiring the year before. All Tony of a sudden, Jones Tyson went Hill. down, Taysom Hill. Right, so well, keep an eye on the Saints, a couple injuries, but you know we want to have Alvin Kamara back there as soon as possible. He's just a, a, an amazing talent to watch. He's great to watch. All right, let's welcome our guest. We got Dominic Minocchio here, one of the best Lehigh Valley hockey coaches, also working with Phantoms Youth, New Jersey Hitmen. Dom, welcome back to the show. Glad to be back. Thank you for having me. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing good. I remember you went 3-0 and with the picks last week. Anyone who goes 3-0, and they're always welcome back for a second session. So let's start with the New York Jets. New York Jets lost to the Indianapolis Colts on Thursday of last week, 45-30. They're now 2-6. and What you think of the game? Honestly, uh, I, I was pretty upset with the effort all around. Um, you know, I think 30 points makes it seem like, you know, offensively they were relevant and it could have been a little closer. But as a fan, I, at no point I felt like they had a, a chance of winning that game. And that's, that was upsetting to me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I turned it on, I was all excited to see Mike White. I wanted to see Carter. I wanted to see the gel. And all of a sudden, boom, White's hurt. So they bring in this new guy. Uh, what was his name? Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. San Diego grad. He was drafted fifth round in 2008. Yeah. So, you know, he didn't do terrible. I, I got to say, he really came in. He was a little rattled, right, the first one or two play uh, um, series. But after that, he put up some points. Yeah, overall 27 of 41, 317 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. Had a lot of success in the second half, kind of like Mike White the week before. Be honest, watching the game, it, it the, the first touchdown drive was amazing. You felt great, and then all of a sudden the wrist injury, and you're thinking, oh my God, here's another Jet quarterback going down before we can even see what happens. But hopefully uh, he'll be back this week. I'm not sure if Wilson or White will get the start, but right. I'll be happy with either one. 
they actually announced White will be getting the start. Uh, as I was walking in, I got the update about that. Um, but just, you know, real quick, as, as a cranky Jets fan, I think we have to start putting some blame on the training staff. I yep. feel like week in and week out, just key injuries at key positions that you don't see across powerhouse teams. Yeah, I agree. Well, this whole season, to me, i talking to you about it, you know, how many times, and uh, everyone's getting hamstring issues. That's a soft tissue injury. That's not being prepared, right? In my mind, you break a leg, you get an ACL, different story. But too many hamstring issues. Yeah, hopefully no more injuries for the Jets moving forward. They're playing the Buffalo Bills this week. Buffalo, huge favorite, minus 13, over under 48. Uh, Buffalo Bills, 5-3. and three. Josh Allen, it looks like Singletary is going to be covering the load for the running back. Stephon Diggs, who we did talk about. Right. It's going to be a tough week for the Bills. Or tough week for the Jets. Well, we never know. But it, <laughs> minus 13 is telling you something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a it's a big line there. Um, you know, unfortunately, I think the Bills are going to come out with a vengeance. You know, they have something to prove here. The Jets, a little beat up, you know, still trying to find their stride. 13 is a lot of points, though, in the NFL. So, Well, look what happened last week. Buffalo, what, 9-6 with the Jags. So Jags played good defense. They stepped up. And, again, NFL is a week-to-week game. Sometimes you're not as prepared for a week. But I think the Jets come in. Let's punch Buffalo in the mouth. Let's get the W. That's what I want. Well, they're going to have to go ahead and put some cement blocks in between those gaps in the defensive line because people are running through it all day long. That was rough. Uh, first four drives of the Colts were four touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor looked like uh, the best running back in the game. I mean, he's a top five back, but, I mean, some of the holes they showed on the TV angles were six, seven, eight feet wide. It was kind of unacceptable. I'm going to think the Jets are going to, you know, they'll score some points, but I think Buffalo's going to be mad. I'm looking like at least 31, 24, something like that, Buffalo. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but again, Jets, Buffalo this week. So, Dom, why don't you tell us a little bit about the coaching? Uh, I know you got a couple tournaments coming up. Uh, kids that are intro- want to be introduced to hockey, whether girls, boys, young ages, youth hockey, how do they get involved? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this month, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, November 26th to the 28th, Gata Hockey will be hosting a youth tournament at the PPL Center and the, the rink at Lehigh Valley in Whitehall. Uh, there's teams coming from all over the country. It's going to be a really fun event, great opportunity to you know check out the youth side of things, as well as Saturday, November 27th, the entire tournament, as well as lots of members from the Lehigh Valley hockey community will be attending the Phantoms AHL game. Um, so it's a good opportunity for the, the kids and the families to get out and see the professionals and watch how the big guys do it as well. Awesome. Now, uh, anybody interested, uh, how can they get a hold of you? What's your email? Yes, you can find us at Gata Hockey, all social fl- social media platforms. That's Gata Hockey, G-O-T-T-A. My email is dom at gatahockey, D-O-M at gatahockey.com. And again, reach out to us on any social media platforms, and we'll be uh, in touch with you with all the opportunities that we have upcoming. And we're talking about all types of levels, whether it's a beginner, intermediate, you're trying to take your skills to the next level. Dom's the guy to see. Don't forget the men's league guys, too. Some of the men's league guys are out there sniping. Jeez, I talk about that next week. Hey, Don, I see you wearing a uh, Devils outfit there. You're going to be supporting the Devils team, too? Absolutely. You better believe it. Last night, big win over the number one team in the NHL. Well, I hope you enjoy that that win because Thursday night, I know the Islanders are coming to town. I just got invited by my man, Brandon. So I'll be there in attendance, first row, talking to Barzell. It's going to be exciting. Go go Islanders. Maybe Sorokin would have 4-0 shutout. Wouldn't be surprised. The Islanders are a wagon. Lock of the week. Let's start with the Vikings, three and five versus the five and three Chargers. Right now, the Chargers are minus two and a half. Uh, 
Chargers have been on the road twice now in New England, plus the Eagles. So I think coming back home, it's going to make a big difference for the Chargers. Better for the receivers. Austin Eckler was a little quiet last week. I think he can have a bounce back week. I like the Chargers here. Kahuna, what do you think? Well, you know, the Vikings, they're not a bad team, but they don't play inspired football, right? They're in all these games late, and they're losing late. So they're not making the big difference. The defense isn't, you know, getting that turnover. They're maybe not getting the field goal they need. They're just they're missing something, right? They're a little the off. The Vikings step. never get the field goal they need. Let's just put that out there. Go ahead. Continue. You know, and uh, Cook, sure, he's been hurt off and on. Now he's back, but he's back. He puts up a hundred yards, doesn't score a touchdown, right? I mean, what's going on? So well, there's actually a lot of drama going on with Dalvin Cook right now. So we'll see what comes of it. But you know, you don't know what. what someone's personal life has to do with on the field stuff and what how that translates but a lot going on right now that the vikings got to look at with that said that's why i like the chargers even more at home this week dom chargers and the points not haven't been sold on minnesota all year and the chargers got to get going if they're going to make a push at things here all right so it looks like we got chargers all the way around anything to add you know i'll go with the chargers like 30 27 i think uh, mike williams going to be another week healthier um uh, the cook is a tight end is good but that new parnum Boy, he's a big guy, 6'8", in, uh, in the red zone. I like him. And their defense is uh, going to put some pressure on Cousins. And Cousins hasn't been that that sharp. So I think uh, Chargers, I like it. All right, next game, we got the 5-4 and four Kansas City Chiefs playing the Oakland Raiders. Also 5-3. and three. Kansas City is minus 2.5 right now. Big uh, rivalry game. Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, plus uh, Carr and Jacobs in the Oakland D. I'm going to take Kansas City because I like Mahomes, especially when it's less than a field goal in the points. I think uh, he still is coming off these four losses. He's never had four losses in a season. There's still a lot for them to prove. And I'll take Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey with something to prove over a Raiders team with a second-week coach. Um, Henry Ruggs, not there anymore. They're bringing in Deshaun Jackson. So I'm thinking with these dynamic things going on, I'll take two and a half with the Chiefs. Absolutely. Um, you know, Chiefs slow start shocked the whole football world, I think. But they're still a team that no one's going to be shocked to see have 10, 12 wins when it's all, you know, when we're headed into the postseason. So, like you said, the value under under a field goal spread with Mahomes, take it all day. You know, I was watching that game last week with Kansas City. And, you know, Mahomes, yeah, did they win? But it wasn't very convincing. You know, giving up that stupid late touchdown uh, was terrible. Sorensen, it got to be one of the worst guys that I've seen all year. For Kansas, he's just giving people, you know, big plays. I, that's why I said Chiefs money line. I said a late touchdown, maybe it will get you that seven, seven and a half. So people were listening. You know, the other problem I have with Kansas City is they're not making that final hole in their running game. I mean, Darrell Williams, he hit the one yard brick wall, right? How many times? He three, two or three tries at the one, couldn't bring it in the end zone. So that's a problem. So Mahomes a little shaky. They're not making the big holes for the running backs. They're not playing. They that are great. missing a running back as well. They are missing uh, Les Claire, I believe his name was. I mean, Clyde, a, yeah, Edwards Hilaire. He's a big part of that team. I know it's only his second year, but uh, he's a guy that can get you 100 yards in a game, 80 yards consistently. Yeah, maybe that's the case. Uh, you know, uh, Hill. He doesn't have the same speed he did early in the season. I think his quad's still bottom. So Kansas City's got some issues still, but they won the game they had to win, right, against Love, please. And then the Raiders, I kind of thought they were going to step up last week against the Giants, and what happened? Made no sense to me. So if you think Kansas City's struggling, whatever the Raiders just did is worse. So for that alone, I'm going with Kansas City 31-24. Yeah, I agree again. I, You know, Derek Carr, John Gruden, really close. You always hear about them being neighbors. So I think it's going to take a little bit of time for 
Oakland and their new coach and their quarterback to really gel as a team. Plus, you lose your your best you know down threat receiver. So there's a lot going on that I think makes the Chiefs the favorite here. Yeah, yeah, I agree with everything you guys are saying. Um, you know, the Raiders were a team that started the year. I believe a lot of people had them as a bubble team, and you know, the, anything that could go wrong has for them. And you know, sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles. All right, so I like it. Chiefs all the way around. Final game: L.A. Rams seven and two versus the 49ers, three and five. Uh, I thought this was San Fran minus three right away, but that line's now L.A. minus four. Uh, you got Kittle, Debo Samuel, Stafford, Cup and Woods. Bounce back week, I think, for the Rams. I'm taking the Rams minus four. Uh, love George Kittle. think he's going to have a monster week this week, but I think the Rams, after the poor performance, will both step up and have a good game, especially against the rival San Fran. Yeah, I think that they need to. Uh, I know it's you know a little early to say must win for a team like them, but they're you know the week prior they struggled against Detroit, and then you know last week a huge letdown in a primetime game with this many superstars. How many week? in and week out, you know, mishaps can you have before things start to get turmoil, you know? Yeah, they uh, that, that was a hard game for me to watch. I mean, I'm heavily invested in Stafford shares and, and Cup shares and, and Henderson. And one by one, they just fell off the, uh, the totem pole. And I'm like, what's happening out there? And Tennessee, all you know, all power to them. I mean, the pressure they put on Stafford, the mistakes they made him uh, make, and uh, no Derrick Henry, and come away with a convincing victory against L.A. So, there's something going on in L.A. I'm not sure what it is. However, they're playing San Francisco. And if anybody watched what they did last week at Arizona without Murray, without Hopkins, uh, they got questions, you know. And their defense was supposed to be stand-up. They didn't stand up last week. So, you know, again, I hate going against San Fran at home. But I just can't see them finding a way to win and, and beating L.A. Yeah, I think uh, Rams have a good defensive front. I think San Fran won't be able to run the ball. Ramsey can sit on Debo Samuel, maybe has an okay game. But San Fran usually needs him to have a monster game for them to win. I think Kittle has a big game. I don't think you can contain him. He'll have another 100 and a touchdown. But overall, I'm going to take the Rams here maybe by touchdown. Yeah, what do you, and what do you think? Who's going to be the quarterback, right? They're already talking. Every week it's another talk, Garoppolo or Lance. Garoppolo, I, I don't know. Pick one, right? Play the game. See what happens. Okay, man, thanks for the show. Thank you, Steel Pixel Studios. Thank our producer, Ben Orthom. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, being a part, hopefully another three in a week. And uh, go Jets, two and six. Go Eagles, three and six. Uh, have a great weekend, everyone, and thank you for listening to Kahuna and the Wasp. I see ya.